0: Good morning. It's October 28th, and we are reading out of Jeremiah, chapter 51, verse 54 through chapter 52, ending in verse 34. It's Babylon's complete destruction. Listen, hear the cry of Babylon, the sound of a great destruction from the land of the Babylonians. For the Lord is destroying Babylon. He will silence her loud voice waves of enemies pound against her the noise of battle rings through the city destroying armies come against babylon her mighty men are captured and their weapons break in their hands for the lord is a god who gives just punishment he always repays in full i will make her officials and wise men drunk along with her captains officers and warriors they will fall asleep and never wake up again says the king whose name is the lord of heaven's armies this is what the lord of heaven's Armies says. The thick walls of Babylon will be leveled to the ground, and her massive gates will be burned. The builders from many lands have worked in vain, for their work will be destroyed by fire. Jeremiah's Message Sent to Babylon The prophet Jeremiah gave this message to Saraiah, son of Neriah, and grandson of a messiah, a staff officer, when Saraiah went to Babylon with King Zedekiah of Judah. This was during the fourth year of Zedekiah's reign. Jeremiah had recorded on a scroll all the terrible disasters that would soon come upon Babylon, all the words written here. He said to Sariah, When you get to Babylon, read aloud everything on this scroll. Then say, Lord, you have said that you will destroy Babylon so that neither people nor animals will remain here. She will lie empty and abandoned forever. When you have finished reading the scroll, tie it to a stone and throw it into the Euphrates River. Then say, in this same way, Babylon and her people will sink, never again to rise, because of all the disasters I will bring upon her. This is the end of Jeremiah's messages. The Fall of Jerusalem, chapter 52. Zedekiah was, was 21 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 11 years. His mother was Hemetuel, the daughter of Jeremiah from Libna. But Zedekiah did what was evil in the Lord's sight, just as Jehoiakim had done, These things happened because of the Lord's anger against the people of Jerusalem and Judah until he finally banished them from his presence and sent them into exile. Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. So on January 15th, during the ninth year of Zedekiah's reign, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon led his entire army against Jerusalem. They surrounded the city and built siege ramps against its walls. Jerusalem was kept under siege until the 11th year of King Zedekiah's reign. By July 18th, in the 11th year of Zedekiah's reign, the famine in the city had become very severe, and the last of the food was entirely gone. Then a section of the city wall was broken down, and all the soldiers fled. Since the city was surrounded by the Babylonians, they waited for nightfall. Then they slipped through the gate between the two walls behind the king's garden and headed toward the Jordan Valley. But the Babylonian troops chased King Zedekiah and overtook him on the plains of Jericho, For his men had all deserted him and scattered. They captured the king and took him to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath. There, the king of Babylon pronounced judgment upon Zedekiah. The king of Babylon made Zedekiah watch as he slaughtered his sons. He also slaughtered all the officials of Judah at Riblah. Then he gouged out Zedekiah's eyes and bound him in bronze chains, and the king of Babylon led him away to Babylon. Zedekiah remained there in prison until the day of his death. The temple destroyed. On August 17th of that year, which was the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard and an official of the Babylonian king arrived in Jerusalem. He burned down the temple of the Lord, the royal palace and all the houses of Jerusalem. He destroyed all the important buildings in the city. Then he supervised the entire Babylonian army as they tore down the walls of Jerusalem on every side. Then Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar, the captain of the guard, took as exile some of the poorest of the people The rest of the people who remained in the city, the defectors who had declared their allegiance to the king of Babylon, and the rest of the craftsmen. But Nebuzaradan allowed some of the poorest people to stay behind to care for the vineyards and fields. The Babylonians broke up the bronze pillars in front of the Lord's temple, the bronze water carts, and a great bronze basin called the sea. And they carried all the bronze away to Babylon. They also took all the ash buckets, shovels, lamps, snuffers, basins, dishes, and all the other bronze articles used for making sacrifices at the temple. The captain of the guard also took the small bowls incense burners, basins, pots, lampstands, ladles, bowls used for liquid offerings, and all the other articles made of pure gold or silver. The weight of the bronze from the two pillars, the sea with twelve bronze oxen beneath it, and the water carts was too great to be measured. These things had been made for the Lord's temple in the days of King Solomon. Each of the pillars was twenty-seven feet tall and eighteen feet in circumference. They were hollow, with, th- with walls three inches thick. The bronze capital on top of each pillar was seven and a half feet high and was decorated with a network of bronze pomegranates all the way around. There were 96 pomegranates on the sides and a total of 100 pomegranates on the network around the top. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took with him as prisoners Sariah, the high priest, Zephaniah, the priest of the second rank, and the three chief gatekeepers. And from among the people still hiding in the city, he took an officer who had been in charge of the Judean army, seven of the king's personal advisors, the army commander's chief secretary, who was in charge of recruitment, and 60 other citizens. Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, took them all to the king of Babylon at Riblah. And there at Riblah, in the land of Hamath, the king of Babylon, Babylon, had them all put to death. So the people of Judah were sent into exile from their land. The number of captives taken to Babylon in the seventh year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign was 3,023. Then in Nebuchadnezzar's 18th reign, he took 832 more. In Nebuchadnezzar's 23rd reign, he sent Nabuzaradan, the captain of the guard, who took 745 more, a total of 4,600 captives in all. Hope for Israel's royal line. In the thir- 37th year of the exile of King Jehoiachin of Judah, evil Muradach ascended to the Babylonian throne. He was kind to Jehoiachin and released him from prison on March 31st of that year. He spoke kindly to Jehoiakim and gave him a higher place than all the other exiled kings in Babylon. He supplied Jehoiakim with new clothes to replace his prison garb and allowed him to dine with the king's, in the king's presence for the rest of his life. So the Babylonian king gave him regular food allowance as long as he lived. This continued until the day of his death. And now we're in Titus, where Paul's speaking. And he's telling him, do what is good, chapter 3. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Once we, too, were foolish and disobedient, we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God our Savior revealed His kindness and love, He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of His grace, He made us right in His sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about the obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. If people are causing divisions among you, give a fist, give a, give a first and second warning. After that, I have nothing more to do with them. For people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sins condemn them. Paul's final remarks and greetings. I am planning to send either Artemis or Tychicus to you. As soon as one of them arrives, do your best to meet me at Nicopol- Nicopolis. For I have decided to stay there for the winter. Do everything you can to help Zenus, the lawyer, and Apollos with their trip. See that they are given everything they need. Our people must learn to do good by meeting with urgent needs of others, and meeting the need- meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive. Everybody here sends greetings. Please give my greetings to the believers, all who love us. May God's grace be with you all. And in the Psalms today, Psalms 100, a Psalm of Thanksgiving. And it says, Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good, his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. And finally, the Proverbs, chapter 26, verses 18 through 19. Just as damaging as a madman shooting a deadly weapon is someone who lies to a friend and then says, I was only joking.